0: Is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the She Can, She Did podcast, aka the podcast in which I, Fiona Grayson, sit down with female founders in their teens, 20s and 30s and ask them to open up to me about the honest realities that they've had to face both in front of and behind the scenes. The good, the bad and the more often than not challenging beyond belief to get to where they are with their businesses today. With the overarching aim of providing support to current female founders who can take comfort in the knowledge that they're not the only ones facing setbacks with their businesses, but also to encourage aspiring business owners that if she can, you can too. But only if you're willing to grit your teeth and work damn hard. In this week's episode, I travelled to Flitwick in Bedfordshire to sit down with the wonderfully welcoming Eloise Franks in her stunning home, co-founder of The Big London Bake, and as of the week before Christmas last year, now The Big Birmingham Bake 2. The interactive bake-off for all ages that sees groups of up to ten compete head-to-head in a kitted-out marquee a la The Great British Bake Off, with one being crowned Star Baker once the 90 minutes are up. Having been voted South London's best experience with regular five-star reviews on everything from timeout to trip advisor and more recently eloise being listed as a finalist in nat west's every woman awards truth be told i'd had my eye on the big london bait for a good few months and had eloise on my target list to interview one day because of that so when an email popped through from her last october introducing herself i counted my lucky stars and got this chat booked in right away From the company Bake Off that sparked the idea in the first place and how Eloise, along with her former colleague, turned co-founder Adam, went about getting the idea off the ground in the six months that followed. What the early days of the business looked like two and a half years ago with regular trips to Ikea and how they managed to get the likes of AEG to sponsor all of the appliances later down the line. To why running this business has meant that Eloise once spent a Valentine's Day filling up huge tanks of diesel at the petrol station with one of the girls on her team. A story which I personally loved because it only highlights yet again that this running a business malarkey isn't half as glamorous as it can seem from the outside at times. I remember receiving so many excited DMs from some of you when I announced that Eloise would be speaking at the Midweek Jingle in December last year. And after sitting down with her and hearing her story in full, I now wholeheartedly understand why. As always, I really hope you enjoy listening to the chat. Anyways, I feel like I've never had a reaction. Like when I said that you were speaking, so many of the women that had cake businesses messaged fangirling actually. <laughs> Like actually actually fangirling. Oh, I've never oh, had it. Um, I've never really had that when I've said a speaker was speaking. So I would really interested to know in your own words what your business is all about and we will go from there because I love your story and I'm excited about this
1: one. <laughs> oh, thank you. The Big London Bake is where it sort of started. So the Big London Bake is the UK's first and only live baking competition and it's quickly now evolved sort of we're two and a half years in and we've just launched Birmingham so we have the big Birmingham bake so we're now the big bakes. I
0: didn't I did notice I went to tag you earlier on yeah. Instagram I was like oh it's not it's that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when you look on your Instagram page website it's literally it couldn't be more great British bake off I love it so I'm guessing that's where the idea came from?
1: A little bit yeah I think over time it's kind of the concept developed but it started off in that we were all sort of had a love of baking and we were doing a staff bake-off in the office so we got really really into it and and we all got really competitive with one another we did it all around Halloween so we all themed it and then we kind of did that between us so it was then my business partner and I who because we used to work together so we still work together but thankfully (laughs) we've just actually left our full-time roles now so he actually got really hung up on the idea and we were looking for a sort of staff night out and we realized that you know you could go and do a cooking class but it was really really serious and they were quite pricey and we we're just like with all the different immersive events that you can do at the moment and we thought there was a real gap for it and it just kind of played and then we kind of thought let's give this a go and let's see if this could be something and that's where it all kind of started so we wanted to kind of set it up we thought it's great if we do it in a tent you know let's do it as a summer pop-up thinking it might just be popular for like a nice kind of summer activity to do. So that's where the concept evolved but then we started coming up with all of our own recipes. We decided we wanted to change the theme every month. To make it actually work in terms of a business, mm-hmm. we needed to run multiple sessions. So that means that we had to put a time limit on it. So we decided it was going to be 90 minutes so that we could run multiple sessions a day, including all the turnovers. Mm-hmm. So then we had to figure out how you actually condense a recipe to be done in that 90 minutes. So that's where we came up with kind of pre weighing everything, step by step instructions. So we actually needed to run really smoothly. Mm-hmm. So from sort of an event side, the logistics are really important so that's where the kind of concept kept evolving so I think the initial look and feel looks a bit sort of GBBO but actually the whole kind of concept now is our own and is unique to us which is really great.
0: This is what I love though about an idea when you have that kind of light bulb moment and you especially when you share it with someone and the brainstorming starts it snowballs so quickly Mm. so how long did that period of time take because that is quite a few steps to kind of whittle it down to what you do now.
1: Yeah definitely so I think it all really did start with just kind of this idea that we thought you know what this is really cool. Let's see if this could be something. But for me, I wanted to make sure that it was going to kind of work if I was going to take that leap in sort of launching a business. So we had the idea. We then basically decided to start developing it, coming up with a business plan, looking into it, testing recipes, finding out how much it was going to cost. You know, work out everything mm-hmm. how we'd promote it, and that probably took about six months. So you know, like that was us in our spare time, evenings. So your
0: full time, what PR? And yeah. Well. So
1: background was PR and events manager mm-hmm. at sort of British show is his parent company so I had a background in kind of PR and events and then my business partner he was head of marketing there so we worked together I mean, and that's a pretty powerful combo. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean none of us from a finance background yeah. but <laughs> both marketing but you know you can learn that yeah. so <laughs> so that's what we spent a lot of time doing was kind of researching in the evenings we, you know we'd go to a pub after work and, and we would just kind of set up camp and look into all things work back schedules galore in terms of everything you have to do from opening a business and registrations permissions mm-hmm. business plans marketing launch so we did about six months of kind of planning it all and, and then we were
0: really taking it seriously Do you know what I yeah mean? It, was, it wasn't just like a we're having a bit of fun that's just daydream
1: yeah I think the kind of idea was fun but then I wanted to approach it from a business side if yeah. I was going to kind of take this risk I think for me it was we needed a lot of initial investment to put in so we got a startup loan mm-hmm. so that's what we put in some money ourselves that but I didn't have anything I had to borrow this from my mum <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I wanted to I just actually got out of being 25 at the time I just got out of a load of debt from my dad from various holidays (laughs) over the years so I think I then had to go to him and say you know what I want to go get myself into 50 grand's worth of more debt I needed to have that conversation with him seriously because I've always looked up to my dad in terms of wanting his approval. backing and yeah, approval yeah. so that's what I kind of said I was like if I'm going to do this I want to approach it properly and I want to take it to him and as long as you know he gives me the backing then I'll go for it so that's what we spent a lot of time doing
0: and I think so your parents loaned you 50 grand or did some of that no, come from
1: the No so we, my mum lent me sort of a small amount and yeah. then we got a 25k business loan each which is the maximum you can get from the government and that's the startuploans.gov.uk which was really really helpful for us so they give you a lot of templates so they give you kind of like a business plan and they assess you on that business plan and kind of what you're forecasting Mm -hmm. and they'll ask you questions about okay well this is great but you know what about your five-year plan how's this Mm -hmm. actually going to be a sustainable business so they give you a lot of support which is really useful so we spent that kind of six months doing all of that side I think as soon as we got our loan we then actually bought the marquee (laughs) and it was all kind of go from there so we needed it to work because we just spent a hell of a lot of money on buying a marquee. One marquee <laughs> if
0: it doesn't, yeah, if it doesn't it's actually work.
1: cheaper than renting it, which is interesting. Yeah. So But yeah. you
0: obviously I mean it's London, you obviously have to put that marquee up somewhere. So yeah. how did you go about even that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's so, so
1: it's little things like that, so we were obviously approaching it from save every penny you can, so we put it up ourselves, <laughs> we thought you know this is a big tent, how hard can it be? Turns out it's very hard and I didn't actually spend too long doing that.
0: <laughs> I remember being at a party when I was in about year nine, summer of year nine, so what I was about 14, and we were on a trampoline, it was a boy in my classes summer party, we were all on his big trampoline and there was a marquee that had been put up and mm-hmm. it was so windy, that day and there was about 15 of us all on this big trampoline and this marquee like lifted off the ground yeah. and like came <gasps> us and we all
1: had to jump yeah. out of the way don't yeah. mess around with those marquees yeah. don't worry I'll just build to the ground and two and a half uh, years it later it's
0: okay yeah. it's little things
1: like that you yeah, learn because I think it was a cost to have it put up for us we thought okay this is something we can do ourselves yeah. my sister's fiancee actually used to be in the army and put up big tents so I was and like he contact. can do it yeah, yeah, yeah. but then when he arrived very kindly offering to help. He was like, this is nothing like I've ever before. <laughs> but yeah, my business partner and his friends were very hands-on at doing that, so yeah, and it still lasted and That's so. That's amazing. Where did you put, so it we put it, it up? Right. Yeah, so we decided on Tooting. My business partner actually lives in Tooting so I think that was one of the big questions was, okay, great, we've got this great idea, we've got a plan, but where in London are we mm. going to find space to put up a 15 meter by 9 meter marquee? Mm-hmm. But we knew that there was some unused space at the back of the castle's garden, which is a really cool pub in Tooting. So we arranged a meeting with the general manager it was quite an elusive email in terms of we've got this idea we want to come and talk <laughs> to you about but we don't want you to tell anyone <laughs> <Yes>. it, <laughs> it was our idea yeah. it, it was cake in the but we did get a meeting with him and he was actually very pleasantly surprised I like think he uh, wasn't expecting it but he was really supportive and liked the idea and, and they've been absolutely brilliant I think they kind of gave us a shot was, took it to their kind of operations manager and was like you know what we'll give us a go because we were going to bring in footfall for them as well so we've now actually brought in almost 50,000 customers since two and a half years to our London site and that those 50,000 customers have to walk through the pub and they with the corporate side that we do they're booking in kind of lunch and drinks with the public at quiet time oh, so gosh. it works hand in hand it it's is. really complimentary so and that's
0: what I love I, I really respect about the businesses that support startups from the day one there's always that benefit if that business obviously it doesn't go this way if the startup goes bust but when it does work it's mutually beneficial yeah. and there's always something to be won down the line. I think
1: that's it. We try and now work sort of moving forward like partnerships Mm. and supporting other businesses in terms of like a lot of the brand collaborations we do and we've had AEG now sponsor us so we've got kind of top of the range ovens and fridges which is nothing that we had at the start. You know, we went to IKEA and was like, okay, what can we afford? (laughs) (laughs) What's going to make this work? But down the line you actually realise that you can kind of support one another and, and do different collaborations. I'm
0: still interested in the Ikea days so um, the tent goes up, Marquis. sorry, yeah. did the operations guy at the pub give you a deadline like okay let's trial it on this date like how quickly did that all That all
1: happened up? fairly quickly to be honest I think because we were doing it more on an informal basis to start off with sort of it was okay this might be a sort of six months I'm a pop-up mm. we agreed an agreement and wrote that out with them they decided we could kind of get in and it was kind of our land to kind of prep and there was electricity out there So we had to do all of that so one of the beauties. With our event, is that we can actually kind of turn unused space into this spectacular area. So, the one in Birmingham was just a car park that we've transformed, and right. so that's where we try and get in in terms of a space maybe someone doesn't use. Is that mm-hmm. we can utilize it. So, the electricity we had to run from the pub, so we had to put in our own kind of board and run that all through the pub. In terms of water, there was no running water out there, so we just have a water tank that we then run a hose over the roof. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, there's always kind of hurdles that you come yeah, up definitely. with, but I think there's always a way around yeah. it.
0: But, do you know what? I think they're the kind of things, like that hose for instance, they're the kind of things that when you think about your ideal business you're like oh I want it to be perfect and it's like oh no you have to start somewhere and that's definitely like when you're complete multi -multi multi-millionaire you can just plumb the market
1: this is it I think with Birmingham when we first launched this you know this was just an idea we were trying to make it work Mm. we just wanted to bring our idea to life in any way that we could whereas when we did Birmingham you know we've been running it now for two years there's so much we've evolved and finessed over time when we did Birmingham it's almost like a polished site Mm. now we've done everything We've had a great builder come in, and you know, we've got running water pumped yeah. we've got our electricity. So it's great to kind of see how our events evolved. Yeah, but yeah, kind of going back to IKEA, I think for anybody who's got their own business, I think IKEA's your kind of one stop shop. Oh for my <laughs> gosh, the mingles, like when I've got a dry
0: yeah. fire, I literally go there and I stock up on the wine glasses yeah. and the gin glasses.
1: I know, I remember yeah. even for both events, I think I've had to go around for numerous times now with trolleys full of dirty mixing bowls and yeah, wooden spoons yeah. with everyone looking at me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing?
0: (laughs) so in terms of like the preparing you've got the tent up you've got all of the logistics sorted by the way was anything really really tricky in those logistics bits?
1: there's sort of small hurdles I think just in terms of when the Ikea order delivered you know we'd spent most evenings going to Ikea designing the kitchen when the marquee and then when all the kitchens were actually being delivered you know all of a sudden there's a hell of a lot of stuff yeah (laughs) and you don't really realize that so I know my business partner bless him I think he drew the short story in that he was only live's two minutes from the London site but then he was the one when the delivery came (laughs) that had to be there sort of carrying the marquee through to the back of the site so I think like sort of hurdles like that you don't really plan for that Mm. you can on the next one in terms of they just you have to react on the day and find a solution but not really I think it was just kind of yeah, yeah you just you just make it work don't you and I think one of the days I remember when we first launched sort of London I had sort of everybody turning up for trials but everyone had a job to kind of help us you know we were laminating menus on the day we were putting up decorations we were still putting shelves up on the day that we were trying to launch oh our trial so yeah you just kind of go yeah. with it
0: let's talk about that launch, though yes yeah. if I remember correctly from the jingle it was friends and family that you invited yeah, yeah. so we
1: we needed guinea pigs <laughs> and you know
0: they're going to be honest don't you? yeah
1: I think so we we had to obviously test what we'd done so what we did is that we invited a load of kind friends and family down so one to kind of film our promo video that we wanted to do to push but two just to test that it worked you know we'd done a lot of theorizing we deployed a professional baker who helped us come up with our first ever recipe so she tested it you know we tested it but it hadn't been tested on a group so we got all of them down and that's what we did really we just kind of Put it more to the test. Did it work? Did they follow our instructions? Did our concept work? Did it run in the 90 minutes?
0: And they all did they all take that quite seriously? You kind of telling them those instructions? Yeah, yeah. I
1: think it was all good fun. You know, we kind of pose it as in, you know everyone's here to have fun and get creative mm. we've got a creation corner where everyone picks their own flavours and their decorations I think once you're actually there and you stood there they're all like oh wow this is like being on the show or, yeah, this yeah. is really serious it's like I'm a master chef they did they get competitive yeah everyone gets yeah. super competitive so and especially when you're baking against you know people you know yeah, like yeah, your friends yeah. <laughs> and family so yeah and no, it was really good but it worked yeah that's
0: amazing <laughs> yeah. was there any like key takeaways from that any constructive criticism
1: or I think like there that? was a lot of things in the kind of the guidance so the way if you looked at our first recipe to kind of the recipes we do now we do them so much more structured and tailored to our event so for example you might have two cups of butter for different things like your icing and your sponge if you're making a cake so we'd point out that that's the butter on your left or that's so that it really flows in our event and then it's actually the running and the turnover of it so we've got an amazing team and they work super hard so when we've got you know 80 to 100 customers coming in a day for multiple events they've got to turn that tent round really quickly So it's about learning where certain things are going to be finished with in terms of the washing up and then when they need to swap that round. So I think it was just kind of the flow of it and kind of learning it really from behind the scenes.
0: Practice from with family and friends, when do you go live to the public and how did you get the word out there? I remember you saying, like, in terms of the press, it was really yeah. like, obviously, it's going to be picked up. Well, it's such a good idea,
1: yeah. So, we launched it in May, so we did a couple of weekends of trials with friends and, and did our video, and then we wrote sort of a real kind of PR plan and marketing plan. Bearing in mind, it was just myself and Adam, my business partner. So, we kind of wrote a hit list of like our dream publications we'd want to be seen in you know, BuzzFeed, Time. Time Out, yeah. Evening Standard being based in London and then we wrote up all of the contacts there and then we wrote our own press release, we had the video we had the B-roll and it was just I guess the old fashioned way of pitching in where we sent out this press release to a load of journalists that we got contacts to and then we just started ringing them up where we could find numbers and then we managed to get the Evening Standard down and they came down and loved it and did kind of a full page spread in there and I think from there it was really kind of yeah, organic I mean, word of mouth so yeah. I mean, it's
0: London target audience, yeah,
1: the exactly.
0: Perfect, um, age group. Yeah,
1: video. so it started off a little bit quiet, you know, like the first couple of weekends, and then in about a month, I think stuff started picking up, and then we got our video on timeout. You don't always realise, you know, they don't, no one tells you your video is kind of going on there. You kind of send it into them, you ring them up, and then, you know, then one minute later, you're like,
0: oh my gosh, the video's on timeout. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: And I guess in terms of reacting to that, I guess the speed that the word was getting out there. Was it quite a shock to the system or do you think you were like ready for it?
1: We were ready. It did kind of build over time. It built quite quickly. I say we launched in May and about June, July time, we started getting kind of full Mm -hmm. sessions at the weekends, but we were able to manage it. We had enough staff on and then over time you just had to, we had to keep hiring more Mm -hmm. staff. And Um, were you at all
0: of them? Yeah, at the
1: very beginning we were. So at the very beginning we had one full-time baker and then after about three months we took on another sort of part-time baker to help out. We had one full-time assistant and then we had a couple of part-times and then it would be myself and Adam so I'd be there washing up also my boyfriend James would help out mm-hmm. he would come down we had friends coming down to yeah. help us so yeah it was a lot and that way I think you really get to know your business you know like we both know exactly how it runs and how it should run mm-hmm. the daily challenges that they face as well so anything that we could implement to make their life easier yeah.
0: so you just said there that there was full-time staff straight away so was that all covered in the loan
1: yeah so we kind of forecasted to basically run sort of a month being able to kind of pay people and then we hope that we'd start getting a little bit of income coming in yeah. to kind of turn yeah, yeah. that over. We didn't pay ourselves, we didn't take a salary basically until we've kind of come on to work for yeah. the business. So that's one reason we wanted to keep our full-time role. So as much as that was really, really challenging and hard, especially when the business picked up it did enable us to keep all of the money in the business yeah. so we will always have the idea if we just wanted this to run then if it started making money we then wanted to open up another one so we needed to save all of that up yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing I'm really interested in how you approached managing that team in the early days and like getting them to share the vision and like what it was like in those I say like early days like it was years ago it was like two years ago but generally it's come so yeah. far and it's just so amazing did you have experience managing a team prior. To this. Yeah, I think Adam was the head of
1: marketing at International Airlines Group, so he sort of managed a team there. I was a member of his team. Then myself, I mean, this is back to my hospitality days, but I worked at Pizza Hut for 7 years yeah, yeah. <laughs> throughout kind of school and uni and I was a manager there. So I learned that kind of hospitality side and on your feet, and that's very much where the assistants and the bakers are. It's kind of a hospitality role in terms of front of house, yeah. customer service, washing up, yeah. being on your if feet. Yeah. You
0: were to book onto something like that you would want the staff to look like they're enjoying them exactly like
1: because it's all about the event and it's about the experience we had a real kind of you know we knew the person that we wanted it's that person that gives you a big smile when yeah. you come and say hello and you know it's those people that are willing to kind of act on their feet and use initiative so we've just put out job adverts on Indeed we kind of wrote up a job summary we had experience obviously writing criteria and job description so that's what we did and then we did sort of series of telephone interviews to screen people and then we'd invite them down did you have many applications? at the start we didn't not for bakers. We had a lot, I think, for assistants because it's sort of a hospitality job. But in terms of finding a professional pastry chef, it's kind of also a home economics role in that you know a lot of pastry chefs are actually used to being in a kitchen, maybe not interacting with people. Whereas we wanted somebody who was going to host a tent of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be the proper Mary
1: Berry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we wanted them to have personality as well. So yeah. I think that was quite hard to find. But then we did get a couple of applications, and when we found the right people, we knew they were the right people so
0: how long were you juggling the big london bake with your full-time job so it was about a year and a half
1: and then i think that was something that became a real challenge to me personally was that it got to a point basically where i couldn't cope anymore (laughs) for example so i moved into this house sort of two years ago so i moved away from london (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah very happy here but i kind of Moved from sort of renting, doing the kind of London thing, and then decided I was going to move in here. So I then had a sort of commute, and anything from an hour to two-hour commute to Heathrow, sort of there and back every day. But then sometimes I would then be driving from Heathrow to Tooting, which is two hours from here as well. So I guess I'd leave my house at eight in the morning, you know, work till about five o'clock at Heathrow, and then I'd go to Tooting, and then I'd get home at sort of ten o'clock, and then I'd be doing emails, and then a lot of weekends I'd be working or going to Tooting, and. It just as all encompassing so you know social life struggles I think and just the strain on you and yeah, like oh
0: gosh, yourself
1: yeah and I think it got to a stage where then all of a sudden the business was doing really well and we had all these ideas and things we wanted to do and there's only so much you can actually do when you're working although we had the support I think that's one good thing about having a business partner is that you can share that load with somebody yeah. we've made a decision that one we were going to take the business forward one of us needed to be on it full time so that we could really start looking for that next site and perfecting all of what we've got so that we can replicate it somewhere else and then two, just a bit of taking control back of my life and mm. you know making sure giving myself that balance so we made a decision that I was going to kind of leave and that I transition into going full-time so I dropped down to part-time at my role and did kind of two days a week from home and then I was able to do other things in yeah. the business and then I went full-time in April last year.
0: which is two years
1: so i've spent just under a year so like 10 months so from april last year to now Mm -hmm. i've been working full time
0: last year was how long from the start
1: oh so that was just under two years yeah Yeah. okay yeah just under two years so it was may we launched it and
0: is adam yes yeah was there any resentment on his side that he was still at no not at all all, i think that's the wrong way of wording it but in terms of i presume that he was Desperate to join at some point. Yeah, I
1: mean time. he's so he basically he comes on full time officially as of next week, which oh is gosh, really really amazing. exciting. Yeah. So he's always been kind of desperate to come on, but I think we're very close and that we'll talk every day and, and we do support each other. So it was him that kind of actually said to me, you know, Eloise, this isn't healthy for you. Yeah. This is how you can take back control of your life, really. So why don't you be the first one to go? And I think as well, in terms of feasibility and works, so you know, he's head of marketing there, he's got a six month notice period. I was Global manager I had a three-month notice period so it was just we were able to work it together so I think it just made sense really for me to be the first one to move on and then Adam would come and follow which he is doing.
0: process and how you went about scaling it because it's clear Mm -hmm. that from the outset this wasn't just like a hobby and that there was like that intent that you're going to replicate in other locations which you have done recently (laughs) in Birmingham so how quickly I suppose did Birmingham come about in terms of like okay let's go for it? I think so. It's so easy to get comfortable, isn't it? It's so easy to kind of think, oh, this is working and we're smashing it and rah, 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 and then not actually take it to the next step. Yeah, I think, so when
1: we decided that I was going to come full time, so basically I handed in my notice August 2018 and then I worked about six months of being part time and then it was, yeah, April 2019 I came on. So around that August time, we set the goal, you know, if I'm going on full time, my priority is going to be finding a new site and getting us ready to open Open up one. So I basically just started having all these conversations with almost hundreds of different kind of potential venues. We write a hit list of where we wanted to be. Where
0: else is on the card?
1: So we would like another London one, I think big cities, kind of Manchester or Liverpool, Bristol, Brighton, anywhere like hen parties are really popular at the weekends. So anywhere, you know, kind of destination that people would want to go. But you have to, it's like anything, you know, when you're searching for something, and especially when we're still a small business, we're not wanting an average lease deal. We want a bit of lamb that no no one uses <laughs> that we can kind of turn into something great you need to prepare yourself for a lot of no's as well so i think
0: and i literally was searching for a london venue the other day for the mingle because i wanted to mix it up yeah. and i inquired about i had this email through and it was like a personal like a search person that would help you and she asked all the criteria blah blah blah. and she reached out being like i'm happy to help blah blah blah." so i said my criteria and she came back and she was like i'm sorry the personal concierge service only starts for the minimum spend of five or six grand and i oh okay then <laughs> do you know what I it's, mean? it's crazy like, like, yeah
1: I think I mean that's what I out. that's what I found when I was looking for another London site you know I realised how lucky we were with mm. our tooting site oh, yes. is that you will pay crazy money for sort of land in London and it's hard to find so it's still our goal Probably there
0: must be other pubs
1: with gardens well this is it but I think it's a lot of gardens they use them you so you thing. know like that's what because I did inquire. it was like the first kind of route was finding I, I just remember googling best pub gardens in London oh, yes. <laughs> and then I contacted all of those pubs they were like yeah we do have a big garden but you know it's we crazy busy it. <laughs> we use it and, like, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> that's and I was honest. like well I'd want like yeah. 2,000 so, <laughs> yeah. so that was kind of a goal but then also in the back of my mind was that you know what we've got this site in London but if we're going to turn this into a real business and if we have well, I say real business it was a real business but if we were going to turn it into something that you know is going to grow we're going to replicate and potentially open up multiple it needs to be slick and it mm. needs to have everything in order so there's a lot in the startup you just kind of go with it don't you and it almost you know you're learning everything as you go so I needed that kind of time to sit back and then Make sure everything was, you know, how it should be. All the health and safety side, all the regulation. You know, having all of our processes written up. So, you know, doing things like how we do a changeover, how we set up in the morning checklist. So almost like a manual, and that's what we've got now. It's kind of a running manual. So it was just kind of going through all of that and making sure that that was all in place, so that we were ready to open up our next site. And then I think Birmingham was on the cards in terms of feasibility because there's still the two of us running it, and you know, we don't want to be too far away. That we then lose control. So Birmingham, I mean, where I am now, you know, I get to London an hour and a half, I can get to Birmingham an hour and a half. So you can do that there and back in a day. And there's a fast train from London so that Adam could go up to Birmingham. So it kind of worked. I also knew that it's the second biggest city in the UK. It's also got a great kind of like nightlife culture that's really growing. And speaking to friends, because I actually used to work around there. It was just a kind of natural place for us to go. So I started doing kind of brekkies there and then sort of heard that Digbeth and the custard factory was a really cool area area so that's
0: where my birmingham mingle yeah, yeah. oh, was amazing yeah. i was not i wasn't the custard factory i was from opposite it's all part of digger
1: yeah. yeah so oh is that's that brilliant are, yeah so oh, we're there really at the right. custard factory so we've oh, well, leased an old car park from them so yeah and i just kind of heard that was a really good area contacted them and then yeah we found the site and yeah. oh, it, so it was all kind of going from there. The
0: boring guys yes it
1: is <laughs> <laughs> i saw that and i was like oh that that must be like yeah a good location you don't know right. it though i think yeah, yeah but
0: you turn onto that road and you're like where am i yeah. And then it's like, oh no, this is cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just kinda of walk and be like, mm, this is starting yeah, to get so a little bit dodgy now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a
1: really thriving and there's a lot of really complimentary businesses which yeah. is important to us. So there's Digbeth Dining Club, which is really cool, and they have lots of kind of like pop
0: up street food and Yeah. It's oh, good, we yeah, like it. it. We really love being there podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. I guess for me I'm interested obviously in the challenges and you've kind of spoken about a few like teething problems but has anything gone like drastically wrong like do you have a worse day on the job or something that's really tested you where you thought like oh I did not sign up for this
1: I think some things like that do kind of happen every now and then And I think with a business that's growing and you know all of a sudden we've got almost 20 members of staff now that work for us some full-time some part-time and you know it's mad (laughs) yeah it's crazy when we put it like that and I think that's 20 now but you know hospitality they always say it's the highest turnover industry and it's for multiple reasons a lot of it's because you know it's a really great job to do while you're kind of supporting your education but ultimately that's not somebody's primary priority so you know you are going to get people leaving and that's great that we've been able to support some really great talent but they've gone on now to you know what they've been studying for so it's that constant turnover and then you do get people that just don't show and you know all of a sudden you've got to step in or you've got to find a replacement so you know an example almost every weekend I might have somebody call in sick and you know it happens but every Saturday morning that means that I have to spend my Saturday mornings phoning around and trying to find someone else to come in or find agency and because you need to make sure that's our busiest day so I need to make sure that the team's supported and that's really Mm. important to me. So you get day-to-day challenges like that that you think, oh, I don't need this. We've had other things, you know, just the pressure of we launch Birmingham at our busiest time in Tooting where we're having four sessions every single seven days of the week during December. And so you've got things going wrong, just keeping the day-to-day going there while you're having to deal with solicitors and do the legal Mm -hmm. side of Birmingham. Launching Birmingham, we use shipping containers and we thought, oh, this is great. We can turn these shipping containers to a really cool bar and lounge area, which looks amazing. But we didn't realise that it's quite a feat when you're trying to transport a shipping container and yeah. it's been built somewhere, and then some massive lorry that blocks the road and can't get through, and then it's trying to lift it over a wall. Oh and then they're gosh. like, We can't deliver it, and we're like, Well, we need it delivered yeah, now because it needs to be plumbed in. So, you have <laughs> things and they like that.
0: Do <laughs> yeah,
1: so I think there's like logistical challenges and just day to day challenges of having your business. You know, like we've had everything from smells or things leak, and we've been lying on the floor with a jet wash trying to clean things because you know, like, there's no one else going to do it. Like, you've got to get yeah. dirty and do those things you know then there's the challenges in your personal life as well I guess so just dealing with it I think doing emails at 10 11 o'clock at night and then having to get up every day you know it's seven days a week and you can't ever really switch off which is hard so you have to learn that balance so I think it's kind of learning what works for you but I've got to a stage now where you know we've now got a brilliant team that's working for us my business.
0: Who was it that I met at London that came with you?
1: Oh so Amy yeah she's 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 amazing yeah she's brilliant Amy's actually been with us pretty much from the beginning so she local to tooting and started off working as a hospitality assistant and she was just always brilliant loves baking loves the event really great with customers and then she was working in tv on doing her own thing but when we got to a point where we were Evolving properly and wanted someone to join us full time. We very much believe in kind of hiring for kind of the right culture and attitude, and and sort of helping. And when you work for a startup, you know we could envision this perfect role. You're always going to have to get involved in a variety of different things. And Amy's that person. She's absolutely brilliant. She knows our business inside and out. She's passionate about our business, and you know and she's like just CLO a real yeah. She's of. just a real brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. So
0: and when um, she talked you up. Like, yeah, <laughs> actually, you're like a good boss. That's what oh.
1: i that's lovely to hear. Yeah. It's just great working for us. We, yeah, and we, we really value her. And likewise, we've brought on somebody else now, so Millie, who's brilliant, and she's going to help us find new sites, which is really exciting. So I think having that support network around you makes kind of those daily challenges. You know, they share them. Little tasks like we, uh, Marky, the best way to heat it is a diesel generator, but they run on diesel, and sometimes that runs out. And you know, you can get diesel delivered, but if it runs out for other the point, you know, Amy and I have been on Valentine's Day. I remember having to go to the petrol station these massive jerry cans of diesel oh sometimes like, I've had to do it on my own Adam does it like on his what own
0: what are they doing? Yeah, like, I bet there's so many people you know that scene in Friends where the girls do their burn thing and they're yeah. pouring in the diesel that's what and, they like, thought especially yeah, yeah, on Valentine's yeah, Day some, like,
1: these two blonde girls really bitter, bitter at the intellectual station <laughs> filling up jerry yeah, cans like, for arson yeah, I was like mm. so yeah there's little things like that and I think the biggest challenge was for me personally was when I was feeling like it was a lot and I was very very sort of stressed and, you know, I wanted to take back control of my life. Mm -hmm. But I think then when you actually get through that, one of the beauties of it is that when you run your own business, you realise, actually, I am in control and I can do that. But I think it takes quite a point to get there. You know, yeah. I think the past six months for me, I've like reflected a lot on, you know, what you've done and what's happened. Yeah.
0: And I'm so glad you've made that point because it's another reason why I started She Can, She Did, in the sense that I was getting really fed up with you know the posts that go round about you work to like create the lifestyle that you want and mm. all of this. And that you are complete control and it's all flexible and yeah. everything's. Perfect, and what bothered me is it's like that takes time to get to. Yeah, you need to put in the graft, you cannot launch a business. And on day one, expect to have this freedom it to take off the way you yeah, want to, exactly. without putting work. It. And I guess yeah, you kind of get through it. And like you said, hindsight's a wonderful thing that you can then say, okay, I need to learn from this if yeah. this is ha- gonna have legs. No,
1: absolutely. I think it really is like you said, relentless hard work. Mm-hmm. And we've had some brilliant highs in our career path now, as as it is with the business. You know, like I just won the Every Woman yeah, <laughs> artemis Award in December. Yeah, that so is which is brilliant. I never would have thought I would have done that you know we've been finalists at the Great British Entrepreneur Awards twice in a row now and you get to go to like the events and celebrate that but that's kind of a glimmer and you know like the sort of 365 of the days of the year you know you're with a jet wash under your tent. (laughs) There's
0: another another good reason why I launched this in the sense that people will look at you and say god she's smashing it she's so lucky she's winning all these awards her life's so glamorous Mm -hmm. and off she goes and it's like no to get those awards you put in the work. Yeah
1: absolutely yeah to go to
0: the Petrol
1: (laughs) station, you you do a lot of things. I think, like you said, it's always that kind of cliche of social media. People don't, you put up what you want people to see, don't you? Well, it's like you said, there's real hard work that goes into it and graft. And I think one of the biggest struggles is that for me, I find it very hard to switch off. You know, I can enjoy sort of time at home and and time in my family as well, but you've always got to be on it. You know, when my phone goes off, I do genuinely have to look at it because there Mm. could be a question about the bake or, you know, something could have happened with a customer. And for us, like reputation. And experience is really, really important, so we're really reactive to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't.
0: Have you had a bad customer experience or I any say feedback that maybe we
1: We're really reactive to feedback. I think it's really important that you listen to your customers. So we're really lucky in that we've had a lot of five star reviews. We're sort of eighty five percent five star reviews, which and
0: which is amazing. <laughs> given how many people? Fifty thousand people in a tent. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> mad. Isn't it? Yeah, eighty five percent of them are five star. Yeah, so, so it's
1: good. It's brilliant, but then it's something we're really hot on because we obviously from PR. Know how important reputation is and ultimately what we've created is an experience. So making sure you've got the right team in place, you know that we're always they feel supported as well and they Mm. enjoy their workplace so that they deliver that five-star experience is really important. So if you can't neglect it, you know you've got to have constant communication with your staff, you've got to put things in place for them. So we do two fully funded sort of staff nights out a year to kind of keep that up as well. I think I'm going off tangent now. No, 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 no,
0: no,
1: no, no. (laughs) 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 right. So yeah that side of the reviews is really important but it's like anything you know when you go to a restaurant you're always going to have somebody there that maybe you can't snap out of the mood or you know something did go wrong so we pride ourselves on you know we want someone to always come away with something amazing you know our events for novice bakers is it much for Do maybe if you're more experienced <laughs> yeah all all that they... alone, <laughs> <is
0: horrible. laughs>
1: exactly what's so, not to love <laughs> and it's part of the fun you know if it goes a bit wrong that's part of the experience it's part yeah. of the fun but we believe in kind of always making sure people did leave having that five star time and if they didn't you know occasionally we've had maybe an oven didn't go to temperature or it went wrong or you know something was dropped you know we'll always pick that up so we communicate it to our staff that we want you to pick up with that customer you know do all you can to make sure that you know we help them and they still have a fun time but if they did leave feeling a little bit disappointed feed that back to us we'll get in touch right away and say you know what one of our main priorities is everyone having an enjoyable time we feel that we didn't quite meet that or you didn't have that and we'd like to invite you back again for free I mean, so you know like we always follow up with everyone's
0: gonna start <laughs> like one star so yeah. like, review <laughs> <We
1: don't. laughs> <Yes. laughs> yes. yeah no but I think that's kind of like the rare instance yeah. but you know like anything you are going to have those days but I think just that following up with customers and you know showing that you care as a business because we do you know mm-hmm. we are still a small business and it's something that is really valuable to us it's our customers that keep us going so you know we do want to kind of follow up with that
0: I love that I uh, like at some of the challenges that crop up or I guess queries that I'm often asked about and I'm like I haven't got a clue so is that something I'm always interested in asking women that do have a team is how do you go about making sure that you'll get along but ultimately you're the boss how do you manage that
1: balance I think it's just having that kind of right rapport with them so I think there's that level of respect there you know there's Amy for example is always known that we're the owners of the business and we will always support all of our staff as much as we can but ultimately you know it is our event and we have final decision but collaboration is really really important you know like for our bakers and our assistants we have a monthly meeting with our senior assistants and our head bakers because we want to review how the month's gone we want to plan for the month ahead and just generally get their feedback you know they're the ones, as much as Adam and I are there on, you know, the first few months setting it all up and we go down to the business sort of with their multiple days of the week, getting feedback from customers and staff and talking all the time, you know, just making sure that you can plan and get that collaboration and feedback so that everyone's in it together. Sort of when we develop the recipes, you know, it's a combined team effort and it's really important that we kind of, you know, get everybody involved, but ultimately, you know, some decisions have to be made and that's us. So I think just kind of making sure that you support one another, you have those team nights out and fun but you know there is the serious side of it as well and there's a level of management that you need to have yeah. so
0: and what about you and adam have you ever butt heads i think
1: when you have a business partner it's a really intense relationship in terms of all of a sudden with a small business you know we talk about how it kind of takes over you've got someone to share the load with you've got someone to share ideas and it's brilliant i think sometimes you might have well Maybe we should do it this way, or should do it that way. But ultimately, when you've got the same vision and the same goal, we kind of just get there. You know, you might have your daily like, oh, I like that colour, or well, well I don't. But yeah. you know, I think where well, you can kind of respect each other's strengths as well. So we work really well together in terms of sort of each other's strengths and weaknesses. So we kind of know, actually, maybe yeah, that's your remit. I'm going to mm-hmm. trust your decision on that one, and then vice versa. So I think we're just generally really kind of supportive. And I think ultimately, if we've got the same
0: goal or the same that's vision, it, that's it that's what we'll I've get there. Kind of answered. That's yeah, basically what I was going for. And okay, that's, that's what I wanted you to do, exactly. say. Yeah, It is so true, isn't it? It's like, really, that's what I'm, at least my impression of every co-founder that I've met where it's going right it's like they share that vision yeah. how they get there And you that have... can maybe niggles but you work for it, exactly out.
1: and I think you just as long as you're open with each other and honest when you've got a business partner relationship you know you have to be friends you have to talk to each other openly you can't hold a grudge on anything you just need to say when you don't like something or if you didn't disagree with it and we're really lucky in that we actually don't really have that but like you said ultimately we just discuss things together and mm-hmm. we make those big decisions together and it kind of flows I yeah. say.
0: How, in terms of you, as I guess not just the founder of this company but I guess just you as a woman yeah. like what does downtime look like how do you make sure you're, you're so glamorous I don't sure you're feel looking it after normally after I'm there. like
1: if you look closely it's normally like cake no, or dog hair on me <laughs> oh my
0: gosh not at all you're so glad what does looking after yourself like look like I suppose I think
1: well-being I know it's sex, that whole well-being now but for me because Like I mentioned earlier, I did have quite a tough time when it got to a point where the business was taking over and my full-time job before was really high-pressured. You know, sometimes I'd be overseas travel and, you know, like then it was coming back and keeping up with the business. And it did personally get to a stage where I was very, very stressed and tired and felt like, you know... What do I do? Like, what's my next step? So, I kind of wanted to take back control of my life. And I think prioritizing what makes you happy is really important. So, for me, for example, I like to have my mornings where (laughs) I get up early and I go to CrossFit and I walk the dogs. And then it's like, I've done that little bit and I have my little time to switch off and talk. And then the rest of the day, I'm on it and for the business. And you know,
0: that's literally me. I work out as soon as I wake up. (laughs) Yeah. Do an hour. It's me. I don't look at my phone. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, game on. That's it this morning so yeah you feel like it today, don't you it's yeah.
1: like 6 30 in the morning you know like no one's going to contact me at that time yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I leave my phone and I, you know like I've got yeah I say it like I don't check my phone like I'm
0: some big dog like it's like no one no one knows but you know what I mean it's just but they like do. I, don't, I, think, I don't like yeah.
1: Instagram or I don't do anything yeah. like it's that it's important I think to switch off and like one of the I took a piano again and I have a lesson again really early on a Monday morning but you know I feel really accomplished by nine o'clock in the morning yeah. <laughs> I've done all these things and that for me is like a form of meditation you know mm. like I can just switch off and play and I know it sounds a bit gimmicky but it's finding that thing that helps you switch off you know like whether that's reading or running or you know like so just finding that thing for you that does make you switch off is really important because there will be something because it's easy to watch tv but be on your phone at the same time and even if it's just going out with for friends and trying to ignore your phone I think it's important to do that because then I think you've got to prioritize it because if you don't prioritize it then it won't happen because you've always got something to do you're always busy so and also
0: I guess the impact it has on everyone that you love around you like if You are in I guess back in I can relate to that that Bit where you felt almost trapped by it all. Yeah, like you're putting in all those hours, and then it's kind of like, gosh, the impact that has on everyone around you. Exactly. And they're really looking out for you, bits that like you can't see yeah. through all like I guess the fog. So. Yeah,
1: it's important to get that balance. I think, and I think it's really easy to get lost in it. And like I was guilty of it at the start. Like I was, it was all about kind of just it's working all the business. It's like yeah, it's business. exactly. It's you, you off, so it? I think just taking that time to step back and realise maybe what do you want because that's not sustainable either. Yeah, you might do that for the first couple of years while you're grafting while you're getting off the ground but it's not actually sustainable and if you want to run a business that's going to be around for years you need to, you need to
0: still be there yeah and <laughs> like, you
1: need to support your team and you need yeah. to carry that energy that you need all of your team mm-hmm. to feed off of so it's really important you kind of find that balance I was literally talking to my dad on the phone last night because I think he always worries like are you working too much I do and I'm like no no it's okay at the yeah. moment <laughs> and he said it should almost be like a Venn diagram in terms of you've got your like your work and then you've got yourself that you need to look after as well but then you've also got your family and, and your friends and it should all be kind of an equal balance you know if one of them's taking up too much time then that's a problem so
0: I'm trying to think what mine would look like. I don't think
1: mine's equal. Yeah, so that's what I think. I was like, it's not, yeah, mine's not being equal. Yeah, yeah, like, that's gold. That's
0: so what yeah. I'm for this year, well. resolution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so,
1: yeah, and I think for you as well, like, like, it's important to have a bit of like me time. So, you know, like, I will make time sometimes to go and get my nails done yeah. or, you know, because I enjoy that. And I think if you've worked hard, you know like I said I've got dog hair most of the time and and cake in me you know that is a nice thing to do so don't feel guilty for that either because I think that's what I did before you know like I'd always feel guilty like oh I shouldn't be going out I shouldn't be doing this and actually you know what you work really bloody hard like go and enjoy something for yourself so I think that's what Yeah, I
0: think people should (laughs) absolutely going forward then where do you want this brand to go are you in this for like the long haul or do you and Adam talk about selling it one day like what's I guess the 10-year vision as
1: i said but like when we started it was an idea took off then it was like right this works so you know we did sort of a three-year plan in terms of we wanted to open up a site last year which we did and now for this year we want to open up another site so we kind of want to be all the major cities in the uk which is kind of our little goal for now but we're actually sitting down like we've got a strategy day next month because we're like we need to assess what our kind of five and ten year plan is because we don't know at the point whether you know do we sell it like it'd be nice to think yeah I can sell this in 10 years and (laughs) live a life but then you know what like you said it's your baby as well so we're not really sure in terms of what that 10 year goal is but for now I think we do want to have one in all of the major cities in the UK because it works and it's really fun it brings everyone together in terms of our events something for everybody you know at the weekend we have sort of four generations of family all baking together which is a really inclusive way to do for corporates and team events you know we do gluten-free we do V you you know, anyone if you don't drink, you can bake. So it's just a really nice activity. So I think as long as we keep evolving it, and coming up with different themes, things that are trending, and working with different brands. So yesterday we had Rivita come down, we had Davina McCall come and host it. Wow. And it's really cool. So we do, you know, like it's something that you I mean, can you keep got on the stage
0: where they probably approach yeah. you for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: so yeah. they do, you know, like it's a really nice visual event. So it's you can do so many different kind of events and you can work with different brands. So as long as we keep evolving in that space, like there's no reason why it's not gonna work. Yeah. So I think being in all of the major cities and kind of keeping on evolving is what we want. And then yeah, we'll kind of see about branching overseas because yeah, I think the big apple bake sounds really nice and I quite yeah. like yeah. If, if bacon can take me to New York like that would be <laughs> i was, like have it in
0: the mind I don't know what when or what but I'm like no she can't. just needs to take me to New York. yeah so you like, need to it's so funny isn't it I yeah. that people London's just down the road and people view London the way we do all do New York yeah. and yeah. it's so funny.
1: It, it's good yeah. no you definitely should because that's it there's only I think it's like one in three females sort of run their own business so it's amazing that you've got this that you can talk and support everybody so you need to take it take it around the world <laughs>
0: Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> but rounding up then actually i've got one last question yeah. now you've mentioned davina and Rivita. when did aeg come on did they approach you or did you go for that So they
1: were actually that was where another bit of thing that i would say is never miss an opportunity mm-hmm. so we do a lot of corporate so where they book out sort of during the day and do team building and we had them Electrolux sort of came in just they booked a corporate for team building and then their marketing manager is there and they noticed that we were using all sort of ikea ovens so they were like oh we'd love to sort of yeah. talk to you so we we went in there and we're like, well, we'd love to do a like sponsorship. We've got 50,000 customers that can all use your amazing oven. So that so it was just makes sense.
0: yeah, so, it does. So, I love stuff like
1: that. So yeah, it was about. I'd say it's probably about. Six months ago now, maybe mm-hmm. not quite, but it was sort of just before Christmas, and then we sorted that out, and kind of the sponsorship, and then they've also sponsored Birmingham too, which is brilliant. So, so yeah, and then so we do good. sort of events with them as well. I yeah. feel like, and
0: then it must, it can't be long before everything's sponsored, right? Like your bowls and your aprons. Yeah, and, well that's I guess
1: it. We've got branded aprons. Yeah, we've yeah. got branded aprons, so we yeah, it'd be nice so you if anyone does own, want to. You have
0: your own merch line. You
1: could have your own baking Oh yeah, well we do. It's... Do you? Yeah, How so you not know that? so we've got so we launched a merchandise, so that was part of Amy's role was yeah. to kind of look into merchandise and Adam and I worked quite closely on sort of what we wanted, so yeah, watch this space because there's some stuff coming soon, but oh, we've got our so own good. aprons that we sell, so we do really nice white bride-to-be aprons <laughs> and pink ones, and then we do sort of some spoons and hats and, and cake slices and things like that, oh, so gosh, that yeah, so we've got amazing. some cool stuff that we're working on as well it, It's
0: this what I love though, it's like how it just starts with a little idea at a company bake-off and now it's this, I just yeah. love it Okay, rounding up then, I always finish with some steak yeah. so I'll start and I'd like you to finish your okay. sentence please number one being my own boss means
1: creating a company I want to work for I think so you can set your own path you can create policies and values for your company that you believe in and hopefully sort of inspire people mm-hmm. to want to work for you
0: yeah you like hold the reins yeah Yeah. when it's not quite going to plan my advice would be to
1: never give up there'll be times when you are run your own business that you really feel like giving up and I think think of the long term goal because Once you've got through whatever this is, it's just going to be a little blip. You know, like there's going to be little blips that happen all of the time. So I think, yeah, always kind of think big and you'll get through.
0: Absolutely. If I could describe myself as a businesswoman, I'd say that I am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm quite considerate in my approach. You know, like I'm someone that looks at all of the little details and like that daily grind kind of keeps me going, you know. So I think I'm probably... Consider it and I try and sort of support everybody that works for me.
0: Love that. If I could go back to day one of my business, I'd tell myself...
1: I tell myself you can do it (laughs) and I say kind of keep going I'll be like you're going to do something great and you'll learn a lot along the way and learn a lot about yourself as well so yeah don't doubt yourself because I think that's what I did and I think a lot of people I think it's just as females I think you always question yourself don't you so I think yeah definitely that yeah you you've got this and you can do it
0: so true and it's so funny how much you do learn like how random the jobs are that it kind of forces you to do and it's like it's such a cool experience just life experience it's so true
1: I think I've never learned as much as I've done yeah, you know like all does. of a sudden you become an expert in all these areas yeah, like yeah. HR and legal and regulations and health and safety like there's just so much yes. so yeah it's a great learning curve
0: I love that and very lastly I want my legacy to be that
1: Ain't that I just inspired others that they can do it yeah mm-hmm. that know we've made baking big so if you can turn sort of an idea into you know something that really works as a business model if you've got an idea it's not silly you can do it it's going to take a lot of relentless hard work but you know i think go for it because you can do it
0: thank you for listening to she can she did If you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes to give the She Can, She Did series a little boost and help others to find it. You can also attend the Midweek Mingles, the She Can, She Did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners. Featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all important GNTs in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.